0: imagine a future
1: we must consider this
0: who would want me to be a part of their life hey
1: that's inappropriate will you make a choice now we pass talking where do you say we
0: come in for my close up now
1: i'm done running
0: what was your favorite part
1: i'm a planner get back movie news just don't like you no more with gareth daly you do like me
0: Good afternoon to you, Gareth. Have we a little bit of a dilemma of good news?
1: Yeah, we do. We're on the right side of good news. No pun intended, sorry. <laughs> but The writer's strike has oh. been brought to an end, which is great. It's great, yeah. And, yeah, and it looks like the attention now is going to turn towards the actor's strike, of course, to see if they can achieve a similar result. It looks like the SAG-AFTRA are going to be sitting down with the AMPTP on Monday. So effectively, that sounds like they might proceed with the same type of negotiations that the W. GA engaged in. They had five long days of talks. A lot of the studio heads involved as well where they reached this agreement, uh, bringing that strike to an end. So should negotiations proceed as well as they did with the writers means we could potentially look at seeing the end of, of all the strikes and the actors' strikes in a matter of days or weeks and not the months. Oh, fingers fearing. crossed.
0: Yeah. It was a long time wasn't it? long old strike. it a
1: long time. That's Okay.
0: For sure. uh, now we're staying in Hollywood and you've news of the Golden Globes.
1: I do. So the Golden Globes are on a kind of recovery mission yes. from, from basically their bad PR and the fact that they weren't held one year and now they're uh, they're desperate to regain a foothold, I think, in the awards calendar. And this is probably a good move because they've introduced two new car- categories to the upcoming January broadcast. So one of them is the Golden Globe for Cinematic and Box Office Achievement. So hmm. this is theatrical titles. you must have grossed at least $100 million domestically and $150 million worldwide during the release to qualify. So they're pretty big numbers but what it's doing is definitely tipping the cap towards those big blockbuster box office hits and that's not a bad move considering if you want to attract an audience to it they need to be very familiar with the movies. So streaming films will be eligible as well as long as there's uh, considered data that is from uh, recognised industry sources and uh, also the films must deliver creative excellence. So this is a, a, a good aim for them. They can they have up to eight films in these categories and they can still compete for best motion picture categories okay. as well. Now they've added another category. Yeah. Um, they've added one for best performance in, in stand-up comedy for television. And this is a, to acknowledge I suppose the best performances in, in stand-up comedy specials which are very popular okay. on both TV and on streamers. So yeah we'll see how this goes. The Two next golden Globes, mm. yeah, it's going to be held on January 7th.
0: January 7th, they come around very quickly, as do the yeah. Oscars, and a little bit of news on the Oscars this week, too.
1: Yeah, the first ever Academy Award won by a black actor, uh, Hattie McDaniel, that is been Gone with the Wind. Re- yeah, yeah, it's been replaced after years of of been missing. So, so what happened was uh, she won the award for starring in, as you say, nineteen thirty nine's Gone with the Wind. She played Mammy in the film. Um, and at the time they were given plaques. The best supporting roles were given plaques, not statuettes. Okay. So what was hap- What happened then? It was given to Howard University upon her death in nineteen fifty. Too, but then it disappeared sometime in the 60s and 70s and was never recovered. Mm. So the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Scientists have decided that they're going to replace it, that they're going to donate a new one to Howard University, Chadwick A. Bozeman College of Fine Arts. That university is going to have a ceremony on October 1st with uh, Felicia Rashad, who serves as dean, uh, giving opening remarks to it. So it's very significant, I suppose, considering McDaniel was the only black woman to have won an Oscar for five decades until Whoopi Goldberg won Best Supporting Actress for a 1990s Ghost.
0: All right, very good. Now we're all about animated features today. A new fan news of a new one for us.
1: Yeah, I do. And this is from an excellent director. I mean, he's made the likes of How to Train Your Dragon and The Croods. This is filmmaker Chris Sanders, who's going to direct a new animated feature called The Wild Robot. Now, this project is based on the New York Times best-selling 2016 book by Peter Brown. Sanders uh, wrote the script and is actually directing as well. Now, the story follows Rosam, a robot uh, that washes ashore on a deserted island. And so begins a tale of survival when she becomes the unexpected protector to an orphan gosling which she names Bright Bill and together they struggle to survive the harsh environment but only succeed with the help of a close-knit group of misfit animals who become first friends, then family. The project marks Sanders' fifth directorial effort the first being uh, Disney's uh, Lilo and Stitch and then his most recent which was actually a live-action film The Call of the Wild which starred Harrison Ford. Was Harrison Ford.
0: That was lovely actually, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, okay, we'll keep an eye on that one. Now, what about The Office?
1: The Office returns because Greg Daniels, the creator of it, is reportedly set to begin the development of a reboot of the popular sitcom now that the writer's strike has formally ended. So it apparently got greenlit back in June, uh, but we don't know too much about it. We're not sure if it's a reboot, if it's a revival, will any of the cast return? The US adaptation, of course, of the UK sitcom ran from 2005 to 2013. It also focused on the employees at a paper supply company. Steve Carell, if you remember, played the lead role of Michael Scott in it very successfully yes. look it had nine seasons. It was so successful. Mm. It won five Emmys and it probably increased during the pandemic in terms of its popularity as well because of streaming and new audiences coming to it. They're actually making an Australian version of the series at the moment starring Felicity Ward in the Gervais Corral role. So yeah, big news for the office because, you know, we're going to have more of it.
0: Very good. Uh, Trailer Watch, interesting one you have for us uh, this afternoon. A little bit of
1: Irish interest in it. Yeah, we do. This is Golden Globe winner Gabriel Byrne who plays Samuel Beckett and Fiona Shea plays a young Beckett in a sweeping account of his life um, a sweeping account of the life of this 20th century icon this is Dance First
0: The Nobel Prize for Literature is hereby awarded to Samuel Beckett get this stuff You know this is going to be a journey to your shame Mr. Joyce, my name is Samuel Beckett. I have a great respect for your work. Don't do it. What? Right. Only something I was considering. Dumplings. For supper, we shall be having dumplings.
1: Stay there. In consideration. Whose forgiveness do you need the most, Suzanne?
0: You might name your scars after her. I might name my joys as well.
1: You couldn't wait to get through the pleasure to the pain.
0: Oh, it's an interesting one. It's Dance First. We heard Gabriel Byrne there.
1: Yeah, and you've a good cast in there because it's a it's a playful film and we see his life through mistakes and fraught relationships with the likes of James Joyce, who Aidan Gillen plays. Um, you also have his wife in there, Suzanne, played by Sandrine Bonnier, and his lover, Barbara Bray, played by Maxine Peake. So a uh, solid cast and from a very good director as well, James Marsh. Yeah. So Dance First is going to be released in cinemas Third of January, and then it's going to be on third Sky of November. Cinema. Sorry, third of November, yeah. and then uh, Sky Cinema in December.
0: Okay, not too long to wait for that one. Let's uh, come to the movies that are in our cinemas this weekend, starting with The Creator and a uh, lot of, lot of AI in this one, as we'll hear in this clip. Ten years ago today, the artificial intelligence created to protect us detonated a nuclear warhead in Los Angeles. This is a fight for our very existence. Sergeant Taylor, we are this close to winning the war. But the AI are developing a super weapon. Retrieve it. Or they win. Yeah, Garage, you never want uh, the AI to develop a super weapon, do you?
1: <laughs> and you can't go wrong with a clip that features Dream On from Aerosmith either. So, yeah, this is from writer director Garth Edwards. It's um, getting kind of good reviews. You're getting good reviews, and, and like he's the director of Rogue One, which at the time, you know, just it was a slow build for Star Wars fans, and they really like it because he's a solid director. Would have done the likes of Godzilla as well. But this is an epic sci fi action thriller set amidst a future war between the human race and, as you rightly said, the forces of AI. John David Washington starring, good supporting cast as well. Ken Watanabe, Jeremy Chan, Benedict Wong, and Alison Janney all starring in there, too. Very good. So, what else have you for us? Yeah, look, we have um, we have Saw X. This is uh, John Kramer's back in another sort of disturbing installment of the Saw disturbing, franchise, really? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yes, uh, you have the sort of untold chapter of Jigsaw's most uh, personal game. Uh, Tobin Bell stars in this one. We also have a short film from Wes Anderson. This is the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Oh, Chronicles. this is totally
0: on my my t- to watch list this weekend. Yeah, yes. it
1: looks looks quirky and fun. You got Benedict Cumberbatch starring in there. Ray Fiennes, Dev Patel. Ben Kingsley. It's it's. Chronicles of a variety of stories, but the main one follows Henry Sugar, who's able to see through objects and predict the future with the help of a book that he stole. Uh, a couple more to mention. I'm sorry, that's Other- on Netflix, isn't it? It is on yes. Netflix, yes. Uh, we've got Other People's Children. This is a French film which tells the story of a middle-aged teacher who starts a new relationship and this creates a close bond with the little daughter of her partner. This one had its premiere at the Venice International mm-hmm. Film Festival. Ken Loach is back. He is directing a film called The Old Oak. Possibly his final film, Garth. Possibly mm-hmm. his final film. This one is set in the northeast of England where people are leaving the land. The mines are closing. Houses are cheap and available thus making it's an ideal location for Syrian refugees. So that's called the Old Oak. And just to mention two others as well, The Exorcist is back on the big screen for its 50th <laughs> anniversary. Wow. And the documentary Stop Making Sense, the 40th anniversary of that, that's Jonathan Demi's film about talking heads, that's also back on the big screen as well.
0: Very good. What about a TV movie for us? So
1: this is the story of the son of a heavyweight boxer who died in the ring, who seeks to follow in the footsteps of the father he never knew. He goes in search of his father's old rival turned best friend and that is, of course, Rocky Balboa mm. who agrees to train the young fighter for a, a shot at the title. What's amazing here is, I suppose, the success of the Rocky films over the decades. This one has introduced uh, that series to a whole new generation and, and potentially just like launched uh, Michael B. Jordan into, 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 a little... into huge mm. role. He's excellent. And it. Sylvester Stallone also reprising his role in the movie. Check it out if you've not seen it it's good some very good sequences in it too it's called creed and it's on RT1 tonight and it's at 9:45
0: Gareth thanks, thanks a million
1: thanks Ade